You are listening to the Love Yourself Podcast, episode number 62. Welcome to the Love Yourself Podcast, a podcast to help you discover self-empowerment, self-love, and inner peace. My name is Jessica Maytang of jessicamaytang.com, and I am a self-love and empowerment coach for recovering people-pleasers. As a recovering people pleaser myself, I have learned tools and strategies that help me tap into my inner wisdom so that I can be who I truly am with confidence and inner peace instead of the ever familiar shame and guilt. And today, my life is dedicated to helping others to do the same. If you haven't already, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you know when the next episode comes out. As a coach, I continue to learn how to create the life I desire and manage challenges that come up along the way, so I started writing daily emails, sharing personal stories, examples, and responses to questions in the hopes that it can also spark something great for readers and listeners like you. If you'd like to receive these daily doses of inspiration and self-love and get reminders about new episodes, please subscribe on my website at jessicamaytang.com. As a thank you for joining the Love Yourself community, you'll receive a free gift, my latest guided meditation called Releasing Fear About the Future. So often we let the fear of what may or may not happen in the future paralyze us from taking the actions necessary to transform our lives. And with this guided meditation, you will learn how to easily detach from that fear and release it so that you can take giant leaps towards your strongest, most confident, most peaceful future self. Thank you for listening, and without further ado, here is today's episode. Hi everyone, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode about how to stop struggling and to allow more inner peace into your life and what is the benefit of allowing more inner peace into your life. This week I wanted to expand a little bit on that and share with you something that is also very profound from Pema Chodron's book, Uh, when things fall apart. Okay, seriously, get the book. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's, it's been a really amazing read and yeah, I just, I, I really like it. So like in, within like 30 something pages in, Pema talks about this idea of hopelessness and why that's important to feeling happy And that just like blew my mind because as an OT, as a helping professional, right? Our entire profession centers around instilling hope, hope for better days, right? It's always about hope. Anything that you see about grief counseling and and healing and all these things, it's always about hope. And here is this Buddhist nun talking about hopelessness and how that's necessary for happiness blew my mind okay so i'm just gonna get right into it uh here's a quote from her chapter uh from in her book when things fall apart her chapter on hopelessness and death (laughs) it sounds so morbid okay here it goes in tibetan there's an interesting word yi tang che ye tang che forgive me Yeah, the yay part means totally, completely, and the rest of it means exhausted. Altogether, ye tang che means totally tired out. We might say totally fed up. It describes an experience of complete hopelessness, of completely giving up hope. 
This is an important point. This is the beginning of the beginning. Without giving up hope that there's something better to be, that there's someone better to be, we will never relax with where we are or who we are. And hopefully from last week's episode, last week's episode was all about why it's important to relax into and love on who we are right now in order to be who we want to be. You got to love yourself now and relax into who you are now. So I think the main objection to this idea is that I hear a lot, okay? And I actually had one client that actually like talked about this explicitly and it was it was just amazing because I have it myself. If I accept myself for who I am right now, I'm never going to get better. That's the belief, that's the story. Yeah? Do you have this story too? <laughs> I'm hearing some of you. You guys are just like, "Amen." Yes. Yeah, if I accept who I am now, how am I ever going to get better? I'm just going to be a lazy fuck. I'm just going to sit back and watch TV all the time. But what's crazy is that I'm going to go back to my experience of uh, allowing, my week of allowing. My therapist gave me a homework assignment of just allowing myself to be and do whatever it is that I want to do and just try it. If I want to watch TV, I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to allow myself to watch hours and hours and hours of TV. So what's crazy in just one week of allowing myself to, in Pema's words, relax into who I am now and where I am now. Did I watch the hours and hours of TV? You bet you did. (laughs) came out weird (laughs) that came out weird you bet your ass I did I totally did I did that three days out of the week I just completely just binged watch tv I think I finished three whole fucking series just watching tv but what is nuts is that I downloaded episodes for this podcast within that week I went back to yoga for the first time in two years, yoga classes, probably longer than that, and absolutely loved it. I ended up getting emotional at the end of a yoga class and crying, and it was exactly what I needed. Exactly. And I ended up being able to finish my work for OT for the OT job faster than I did before. I... I I can't even tell you. And I, I wrote so much during this time. I journaled. I downloaded storylines. I downloaded characters for a possible story. And I just had fun. But there was so much creative energy just coursing through me. Just from one week of allowing myself to relax into who I am now and who I am being now. Relaxing into who... Rela- What do I want to say? Loving myself as I am now and not needing myself to be any different. So all of this has just been so mind-blowing and interesting because like I said before, like OT is all about hope and teaching people about future self is all about hope. But 
At the same time, I was also starting to notice that in the personal development journey that I had mentioned in the beginning of last week's episode, one part of it is learning about future self and feeling so hopeful and reinstilling hope within ourselves and feeling excited about the future again. That seems to be a very important milestone for this spiritual um, enlightenment or self-love journey. And then what's interesting is that if people come to me uh, already doing future self-work and getting frustrated by it because nothing's changing, after the RTT and coaching sessions that we do, towards the end of it, they stop connecting so much with future self and start connecting more so with inner self. And your inner self is always a calm, peaceful, present presence within you now that part of you is already there within you so that's been like mind-blowing I've been noticing that but I just haven't been able to put words into it so people usually start off with future self-meditation but then by the end of our time together they are learning and wanting to connect more with their inner self their inner wisdom and connecting with their inner wisdom always tells them The instructions that they get from their inner self, their inner wisdom, is always something that is about allowing themselves to be who they are and to do what they want to do instead of shooting themselves into doing something different. So Pema also mentioned something else about relaxing into groundlessness. And I'm trying to find that quote. Give me one second. Oh, oh, I know where it is. My post-it is covering it. Okay, so this quote goes, If you are willing, if we are willing to give up hope that insecurity and pain can be exterminated, then we can have the courage to relax with the groundlessness of our situation. This is the first step on the path. Path to self-love, path to enlightenment, whatever you want to call it. So in order to become that person that we want to become, we have to give up the hope that insecurity and pain can be exterminated, which is so true. Because like I say, like even in future self meditations and in the work that people do to become their future selves, it's never a finish line. Everyone thinks it's like a finish line, but it's never a finish line because once you reach that finish line, believe me, you, your soul is going to want to reach for another finish line. And that other finish line is going to stretch you just like it did before. You're going to have challenges. You're going to go through pain. You're going to experience insecurity all over again. That's the beauty of life. This is the reason why we are on this planet is to experience that powerful feeling that we can move through these things to become whoever it is that we want to be. To impact the world and ourselves and our lives and the people we love in exactly the way that we feel like lights our soul on fire. Every single one of us. So it's about relaxing into the groundlessness of where we are and always will be. We're constantly changing, right? You've heard the quote, uh, the only constant in life is change. That's what's meant by groundlessness. We keep wanting to search for safety and security and solid ground to stand on, right? But there is no solid ground. 
And feeling happiness and self-love and fulfillment is about relaxing into the groundlessness of our situation, relaxing into the uncertainty of our situation, relaxing into insecurity. And if you can relax into insecurity, relax into upset, relax into frustration, relax into uncertainty, you're going to find this feeling of self-love, self-compassion, just this pure state of pure love and joy and beingness. Another example, so uh, a real life example for me here uh, is lately I've been journaling, journaling a lot about my dream and my vision of opening up a coffee shop. I can see, I can pretty much see down to the itty bitty details. Maybe, maybe not the itty bitty physical details just yet, some of the details. But I can tell you for sure exactly the nitty-gritty feelings that I'm feeling and the emotions and the sensations and the physical movements of my body as I open up and run this coffee shop that serves a neighborhood and a community of individuals of cleaning up dirty dishes and cups and knowing people's faces and their families and what's going on in their lives and being able to contribute to a little piece of happiness during the day for them. Running around to different tables and saying hello and visiting with families and asking how they're doing and saying congratulations on you know a kid's recital or like a graduation or a prize that they won. And taping up kids, you know, like drawings and and cards and things like that on like a community bulletin board. You know, having a safe space for people to gather for support groups, having a safe space for people to gather for workshops, for sound bath things. Like we can get really woo-woo here, but like anything, anything to support the local small business entrepreneur community, small business, local businesses, just a place that exudes so much love and acceptance and joy and laughter and music. Like I can feel all of those things. And the question is, well, what's stopping you, Jess? Right? And I have so many things stopping me. For one thing, my business, what's going to happen to my business? I have no idea. I love my business. I know that my business, what I'm doing right now in my business is exactly what I'm meant to do. Then the question is, can someone be meant to do more than one thing? Why not? Finding your purpose. Can you only have one purpose in your lifetime? And then it goes back to all these stories that I have about being a child and being labeled scatterbrained and how not having a focus is not 
good, you know, the whole essentialism movement about you can only succeed if you can focus on one thing. And all these things, all these stories out there that tell me that I should not be so passionate about two completely different things. And yes, like my mind is still working on the black and white of the situation. I can either have my business or I run a coffee shop. I can't see how they both work together. Guys, if you can see how it works together, I would lovingly welcome these ideas. If you want to collaborate on some of this shit, I would be even more excited. Any, Any dreamers out there who want to open up a coffee shop? One of my girlfriends from San Francisco, um, she's in between, she was in between jobs. I'm not really sure what she's up to right now, but uh, she comes from a family line of entrepreneurs. But I think her family line of entrepreneurs, they, they have gone through a lot of drama and a lot of financial struggle. So I'm not sure if that is something that stops her from opening her shop, but she wants to open up a bakery coffee shop. And I told her my vision when we were drunk one day, (laughs) we were talking about this when we were drunk one day and we were just, we were like almost in tears, just crying and hugging and just dreaming up a storm. And then I moved to Hawaii and she told me that she was searching for office jobs. (laughs) And so, yeah, the question is, well, why not? Why not? And my situation there is that, well, she's a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. You can't have two dreamers start a successful business. That's just like a crash and burn kind of recipe. We need a realist, right? (laughs) One of my girlfriends is a total realist. I would love to start a business with her. But our, our, our mentalities are completely different. She's all about that hustle mentality. I'm all about that flow mentality. So there's going to be some pushing and pulling there, right? She also runs three different businesses or two different ones and thinking about a third one. She's busy as fuck. (laughs) So I tell myself all these things. And the biggest one is that I tell myself I need to get enough money saved up to afford a lease and not go bankrupt within the first month in order to run a successful coffee shop. I need to have like $100,000 saved up. (laughs) I don't know if I tell myself that. I actually don't even tell myself the dollar amount anymore just because it freaks me out so much. It overwhelms me so much. And I have this story that I'm never going to get it. Because when I first, when I started my first business, six, five, no, four years ago, four or five years ago, I had told Mello that I would be so successful, I was going to make back the $200,000 that he borrowed for school by the time he was done. So you wouldn't even have to worry about the loan. How close am I to that? I'm about negative $30,000 close to that. Negative (laughs) $30,000. So I have a story within me that says, no, we're not going to think about a specific dollar amount because we're never going to get it. Because I did that in the past. I did the visualization. I put the amount on my on my fucking desk on a post-it every single day. Just stared back at me and told me how far away I, I was from that dollar amount. And who was I kidding every fucking day. So I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that this time. So there are all these things stopping me. And all of these stopping me is just 
me wanting to get more ground under my feet. It's just me wanting to have more security. And honestly, all this business advice, most of the business advice that's out there in the world right now, or at least because of my own belief systems and how much I am naturally drawn to masculine, logical thinking, I haven't been magnetizing too much of the flowy kinds of business books that talk about intuition. And even if I do listen to an episode about following intuition, I still notice that I tell myself it's not going to work for me. It's never worked for me, so it's not going to work for me. So that's great that that worked for this person, that they just fucking listened to intuition and made $200,000. Great, but it's not going to happen for me. So this is all just me trying to get ground under my feet, right? So that, number one, I can feel better. And number two, other people cannot look at me and think that I'm fucking nuts and judge me for it. But in reality, there are so many stories of people who don't think about the logical side of business and they run successful, thriving businesses. And they came out of a place of passion and love. (laughs) So I'm choosing to relax into the groundlessness of this desire to open up a coffee shop. And I, in relaxing, I am breathing in like about Tonglen from last week's episode I'm breathing in my own pain and suffering about this story that I have about not being able to do this or pursue this now right away because of a through z reasons breathing in that pain and suffering and breathing out space and love so that I can download inspired action as it comes up and receive opportunities as they come up. Miracles and magical opportunities. For example, random people who I meet who share my vision of this coffee shop, who maybe are dreamers and maybe are more logical people and more people in my life who are into manifestation and spiritual development and learning about surrender and allowing all these things and just being open to whatever comes my way. Instead of fighting myself and struggling to make X amount of money so that I can feel safe enough to apply for a bank loan, for example, or approach investors with my idea. (laughs) All right, you guys, I hope today's episode helps and um, it's a shorter episode and I'm just going to let it be. Because my voice is kind of shot. <laughs> so, ye ye tang che, ye ye tang che. Relaxing into who we are and where we are. And I wish you guys so much of this 
energy of allowing and relaxing. And I'm excited to hear how maybe you give yourself a week to experiment with this. And I'm excited to hear how it goes for you. So be sure to check out the show notes and drop me a comment. Leave your thoughts and your stories in the show notes. And uh, I'll get back to you. All right. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, bye for now.